right, so um, we've been um, on this uh, theme, as one way of framing it, uh, that is built to last, and uh, it's been really awesome actually. We've been on this for a couple of months now, and we've had some amazing feedback and some awesome Sunday mornings, and um, just to encourage you, if you have... Um, missed any of the uh, messages that we have podcasts that are uploaded every uh, week and you can access them from our Thrive Church website. So download them and and listen and and encourage yourself and encourage others with what uh, God's saying here. So this morning we're going to be talking about our authority in prayer. And I'm going to be um, just jumping into a cool as uh, Bible um, story here that's more than a story. It actually happened. So This is the faith of the centurion from uh, Matthew 8. If you've got your Bible here with you, or you can just read it up there. So Matthew 8 verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And this one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Who would like a servant? Sounds pretty awesome. (laughs) When Jesus uh, heard this, he was amazed, and he said uh, those To those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. I love this story because uh, it's, it's a wonderful illustration of Jesus responding to a need. Not only Jesus, does Jesus respond to a need, he gives uh, a breakthrough into a situation and a burden in this guy's life. And uh, this, this centurion who came into Jesus' world, he saw something in Jesus that he knew he didn't have in himself. And so he was able to access and reach into Jesus' life, reach into those resources in heaven and connect to that healing grace that Jesus carried on his life. So this morning, I just want to talk about four points uh, to access uh, the kingdom of God and to receive your breakthrough. Who would like to receive their breakthrough? There's not one of us here uh, in this room that is thinking about what their burden is, what their next phase in life is, what's ahead of them. And the cool thing about God is that He is with you in your journey. He is partnering with you in your breakthrough and in your burdens and wants to see His kingdom realized in your very life. So uh, the first thing uh, that I want to highlight this morning, it's a simple point, but the, you know, the centurion, he rocked up with a need. He was real and he was vulnerable. He was a Roman and Jesus was a Jew. And at that time, Rome occupied where Jesus lived in this town. He crossed a cultural divide. The Romans, uh, in this, they, they really looked down on Jews. So 
They weren't, you know, they didn't just like hang out together on weekends or Fridays or anything like that. There was a real distance and the Jews were like, they've got, you know, they've taken my land. And um, so the Roman soldier, he took a massive step in humility to step up to Jesus and say, hey, help me. The Bible says he came asking for help. He verbalized his need to Jesus. And and a part of the series, we've um, just keep coming back to the fact that we just need to be real. You know, we need to be real about our needs with one another and, and, and with our needs to Jesus. You know, if we just hold on to those needs, then we can't, we don't, we just, we just hang on to the burden and we don't have any access to Jesus when we're not real with Him about the needs in our lives. So Jesus responded to him and He says, shall I come and heal him? And I think, I love this because I think that Jesus could actually already, already see a little bit of the glimmer of the faith that this guy actually possesses. Shall I come? And he almost says, hey, I don't, I don't need to be present for a miracle to be released to you. And we all know Jesus said, you know, pray like this. Everyone know like the, the, the Lord's Prayer? Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name or holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And so just to very briefly break open that whole uh, kingdom uh, word is that a kingdom is, uh, God has got a desire to see a kingdom established in heaven, uh, in heaven on earth. You know, as good as it's happening in heaven on earth. You know, when, when Jesus says, pray this, he's not like, well, I hope that we can just make it happen a little bit and we might get a little bit of Jesus uh, on the side here and a little bit of good things happening over here. He's like, no, actually, I'm asking you to pray this, believing that the kingdom of God can actually come into our world and invade our environments, our relationships, and, and the spheres uh, that we're called to in our lives. So a kingdom is like a realm of governance. It's a, it's, a, it's a place of order. It's of rulership. And it represents like the heartbeat of the king. And you know, we, we've got a loving God, right? He is awesome. Like our God is love. So when he says pray the kingdom in, we're like praying loving. We're praying the grace of God, the, the, the goodness of God in our lives. So the one, um, has anyone played the Settlers of Catan before? Come on, I hear that. Woo! Settlers of Catan, just that guy down the back. What's your name, sir? <laughs> Samuel. All right, you'll make a great PA one day. Um, anyone else played Settlers of Catan? Game of life, that kind of game, all right. And it's all about this epic struggle. We'll put epic in there for kingdom rulership. And the one who begins to dominate um, in, in, say, Settlers of Catan is the one who ends up with this key location that gives access to the greatest resources. Come on. So you know when we come into, into relationship with Christ Jesus, we, we come into this connection with incredible resources. And we shift from this mentality of let, let my kingdom come in my world as I would have it happen in my head to, hey, let your kingdom come in, in, in my world. You know, we, we changed tack and was like, well, my life is not just about my limitations anymore. 
My life has actually got direct access to incredible resources because God's got a, a heart to actually dominate, <laughs> you know, dominate the game of life in our world with the kingdom of love. So it's, a, it's this authority that the, that, that the Roman soldier can see in Jesus. And so Jesus is waiting to respond with his kingdom. He says, I have got something to give. I've got something for you. And the centurion, he breaks open this understanding of authority. And he says, I'm a man under authority. And all the dads went, yeah, <laughs> with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And I love this because this guy gets authority. And in doing this, he declares himself, the soldier declares himself as one under the authority of Jesus's governance. Even though there's like different culture, different background, you know, they don't, didn't go to the same school, they didn't have the same haircut, they were just totally, totally different. And he says, I come under you. I submit to your authority. And he sees himself as one, not who only responds to Jesus's commands, but that he receives the full benefit of having the covering of a commanding officer. That's what he could see. I come under your authority. And not only does he, he doesn't have to carry ultimately the full responsibility to see his paralyzed, suffering servant healed. He had a definition that if he came under Jesus' authority, he came under that grace to see healing realized in his life. And so the, it's amazing because Jesus, he, he sees this. He sees this. And the clarity that this guy has of Jesus is what Jesus labels as great faith. So the soldier is seeing authority. Jesus is seeing great faith. It's interesting, isn't it? And he says, my gosh, Jesus is like, you know, I've traveled around Israel. I've traveled, this is, you know, this is my hub right here. And I haven't seen anyone, I've never come across anyone in all my travels has got faith like this. Even though he didn't come saying, you know, I'm full of faith, Jesus, to see this healing. He said, I came and I recognize your authority. I came and I recognize, I see who you are, Jesus. And so Jesus was activated as healer because the centurion understood that his own realm of authority was under Jesus as the supreme authority. And I want to tell you today is that that is where you are in your life. If you are in, uh, if Christ is in you and you're in Christ, then you are under His supreme authority today. So understanding whose authority we're under gives us access to the manifestations of Jesus. The centurion said to Jesus, just say the word. He didn't come begging Jesus. He didn't pray a massive prayer. He hadn't, didn't say that he'd been reading his Bible and fasting for three months. He didn't, he, I don't know what he did. All he did, what kind of a prayer is that? Just say the word. Just say the word. I am under your authority. It's powerful, isn't it? 
Um, this, when I was uh, nine, ten years old, I had a mate called Tim, and he lived over the road, and we would climb trees and go on bike rides down the river and go fishing and do all cool stuff. And we, uh, we, we decided that we were going to make this underground hut. And so after a, a few Saturdays of digging, and you know, it was like a two meter by two meter underground hut, and we dug it right out, and we got in there, and we made a roof for it with corrugated iron, and it had like a, a, a cord, and, and it went up to a tree, and you could be in the hut, and you could like, ee, 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 and lift up the lid, and so you could get out, so it was like it had a, this, it was awesome. The only problem with this hut is that you go in it, and it was cold, and damp, and just, eh. And so I was like, oh, God, this is a good idea. Let's make a fire. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not going to work because you just, you know, you get smoked out. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make a proper one with a chimney. And so I made this fireplace and it had a chimney going out. And, like, and I went and got a whole lot of newspaper and a whole lot of green wood, which I, I realized was a mistake later. And, and I said, come on, Tim, let's enjoy the fire and like, let's warm up this little den that we've got here. And uh, he's like, no, I'm going to stay outside. And so I'm like, well, see yourself. So I uh, got, you know, lit the fire up. And pretty soon, that environment had filled with smoke. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't breathe. I was choking and I was going to die. That's actually how it felt. And, and so I went to the roof and I was like, I'm going to push you up so I can get out. Because this was the lid on me, you know, being able to breathe oxygen. But Tim was standing on the roof. I was under his authority. He was preventing me from getting... Uh, fresh air, and so I was, uh, yeah, I was really gasping for it. And then I don't know if it was just my sheer strength or what it was, but eventually he moved off, and I just like spilled out of the top with all the smoke, and I was like, <laughs> and um, I didn't die, and that was really awesome. But the weight that he had standing on the roof was preventing me from from breathing. You know, I was under his authority. And there's different authorities that try and, and pull us down and weigh us down in life and, and can be burdens to us. And we can go through life thinking that that's just my normal. That, you know, I was never really meant to just run free and have, have, have great faith and, and see God move and heal in my life. And, and that's for someone else. But I want to reassure you today that Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy, Luke 10, 19. See, when you've got authority to trample on something, who knows that you're over it and it's under you. Like we're called to be the head and not the tail. We're called to be above and not beneath. The Bible talks about, like in uh, Isaiah about us going from glory to glory. Like we are to climb up and climb on top of stuff. And in Christ Jesus, knowing the authority that we have in Him and who He is, we get to trample on snakes and scorpions. He is our commander. He is our supreme authority. And He has given us that authority. Now, there was something that I've struggled with for a few years, and that was the fact that He gives authority to us, 
But it doesn't mean that we move out from under his authority, under his kingdom governance and become isolated. So that we just end up with it. It's all up to me to have enough faith, to have enough authority, to, to pray enough, to, to beg enough, to believe enough to see my breakthrough. See, when he imparts authority to us, he doesn't say, well, run along now and off you go with your authority because, you know, I've given it to you. We actually stay in connection and stay in partnership with Christ Jesus. And I love it from this story. And we see that because the, the Roman centurion says, you know, I know I, I, you're one in authority and just say the word, I'm under you. I'm under you. And it's interesting that the authority that, that was released to this guy was a prayer recognizing the authority in Jesus Christ. He received authority for his breakthrough because he saw the authority he had in Christ Jesus or that Christ Jesus had for him. In Colossians 2 verse 10, it, it says this, And in Christ you have been brought into fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. That is a PowerPoint up there if we've got one this morning. Beautiful. See, Jesus is the big kahuna. He is the all-powerful supreme authority. You know, when we see a policeman and you might, you know, it's just pulled in behind us and we just put up and down and we're like, ah! and uh, we slow down. And, and um, you know, the police, they represent the law. They aren't actually the law, but they have the authority to govern using it. And we have been given fullness in Christ to represent Christ's headship as the ultimate authority as Christians. And we were called Christians in the church of Antioch for the first time. And, and that literally meant little Christ. So we come under big Christ as little Christ. <laughs> we come under his authority and his governance when we step into the room, when we step out in faith. We're stepping out representing our King and our King of Kings, uh, our Lord and Saviour. See, the Roman centurion received his breakthrough because he understood his authority and the depend upon, dependence upon his connection to the headship in that authority. You know, whatever we give authority to determines what authority we will live under. Like me, you know, I was choking out. I had given Tim authority over my life, put myself in a place where I could not breathe and not get out. Now, in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4, it says that the spirit of the world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe and prevents the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the image of God, from shining on them. For it is Christ Jesus, the Lord whom we preach, not ourselves. We are your servants for his sake. God, who first ordered light to shine in darkness, has flooded our hearts with his light. See, what, what are they blinded to in the scripture? What are they, what are they not seeing? They're, and that. They're, they're, they're not seeing who He is and who we are in Him. 
See, the Bible says that our eyes are the gateway to the soul. And whatever our eyes are feeding on will determine what our soul is full of. Do you know that um, in Ephesians, it says, Paul says, Man, I'm, I'm praying for you every day that the eyes of your heart would be opened so that you can receive the full revelation and understanding of who you, know, who you are in Christ Jesus. There's something about what we feed with our vision, we receive in our soul. You know, whatever our eyes are feeding on de- determines what our soul will be full of. Do you know, our inner, def- our inner vision defines our view. And if what we're feeding ourselves is clouding our inner vision, what we see is limited. Do you know, constant, I know I'm on a little bit of a tangent here. I want to bring it back onto authority, but this really blends well. Constant bad news will erode our hope and make our heart sick. Do you know if you uh, and constant like you you could religiously turn on the TV at six o'clock and fill your uh, your mind and your vision with uh, reports on terrorism. Uh, you know, like report bad reports on the weather. You know, it's going to be the hottest summer. There's going to be a drought because of La Nina, El Nino, whatever Enio it is. You know, there's. There's bad stuff happening. There's, oh, there's gossip going on and someone's died. And, and like, you know, if you just, if that's your source of inspiration for life and if that is the balance of, of the way that you uh, see what is happening in the world, if that's your snapshot of what's happening in the world, then you are limiting your vision in life because God is standing from another perspective and He's saying, I have, I've called hope to this world. I've called freedom to this world. And it happens when you align yourself with His authority and His grace and His governance. The Bible says, let's keep our eyes fixed on the author and the perfecter of our faith. It says, keep our eyes. Note our eyes. If the eyes are the gateway to the soul, then we need to be looking to Him, to the one who feeds our vision, to the one who brings influence to our worldview. See, God has got a plan of redemption for every part of society. When He says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, it's not just, let's go to church on Sundays, (laughs) let's go to youth on Friday night. No, it's let's liberate high school. Let's liberate our business community. Let's see the injustices push back because the kingdom of love transposed on brokenness means that there's a greater kingdom that is going to happen in our world. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. The Bible says that he who has begun a good work will be faithful to complete it. He is writing our life out as we look to him, as we look to his promises, as we look to his heart. He's right. He's saying, "This is your. Let me guide you. Let me steer you. Let me let me fill you with promise and with hope, because I have a destiny for you." Do you know an indicator that we've moved out from under the authority of Christ is that we are no longer living from a position of faith, hope, and love. In 1 Corinthians 13, it's the love chapter, right? It always happens at weddings. Love is this, love is that, love is amazing. And then it all it sums it 
up at the end and it says this, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And I, and I think it's really interesting that the word remain is put in there because, do you know, sometimes in life, when life just dumps on you and, and you, you just, it's, it's all gone bad, it's gone brown, and you're like, what? What do I do now? And, and, and it says here, you know, no matter what happens in your life, if you've got these three things remaining, faith, hope, and love, then you will always have a foundation to build from. Like God can only build from faith. He can only use your faith. He can only use your love. He can only use hope. That's the, they're the gateways into this world. But we need to know that He is the one who gives that. And we need to know that Him as the, as the supreme authority is the one that we need to keep our eyes fixed on. You know, when we're disconnected from faith and hope, we're left with unbelief. Unbelief grows in our life when we, can, when we just start thinking, it's only up to me. I've got to invent my life. I've got to, you know, I've got to figure out where I'm going. I've got to, I, I'm only going to be as good as my grades at school. I'm only going to, I'm only going to achieve what people are saying on, uh, over my life. And, you know, when we live in unbelief, it means that we've been disconnected from the Father's promises for us. If you've been disconnected from love and you're here today, there's every chance that you're fearful because the Bible says that His perfect love casts out all fear. And when we're, you know, imagining and focusing on worst case scenarios, we're listening to fear and we become fearful. You know, any authority outside of the Lordship of Christ that we submit to will speak to us and prevent us from seeing everything that God has for us. How is your faith, your hope, and your love today? Because that's, that's where it's happening. That's where He happens in our lives. In Colossians 2 verse 10, it says, you know, and in Christ you've been brought into fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. You have been brought into headship. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You know, you are connected to Christ Jesus today. If you've never been connected to Christ Jesus today, I want to tell you that He has laid His life down for you, and it's, it's just a matter of saying, I accept you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. I want to go on a journey with you. And I believe today that God wants to open our hearts to who He is in our lives. He is the supreme authority. He is your healer. And I know as a church, we've taken a few knocks in the last month or so with healing and, and we've, we've lost some battles. But, you know, I want to say today that, that Jesus Christ heals cancer. That, that Jesus Christ heals our infirmities, that Jesus heals our injuries, that Jesus heals, you know, our brain. 
<laughs> We've been stuck in a rut in our thinking. He is the healer today. He is the supreme authority. He is greater than any description or prescription that a doctor can give. He is the gateway for our healing. He is today your supreme authority as your provider. Man, wherever you're at in life, wherever the bank balance, ref- bank balance reflects you, He is your success in your finances today. He, the Bible says that He will provide all of your needs according to His riches and glory. He is your Prince of Peace today. If you are in a place of turmoil, He is the supreme authority over your state of mind and state of being. He is the name over all names today, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. One of the awesome things about being a part of a a church family, as well as just like we had an amazing guys day out yesterday down at the beach, played touch rugby. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, we get to stand with one another. We get to believe in one another. We get to pray for one another. We get to declare truth over one another. We just get to be friends with one another. And so in this in the sense of coming into the authority of Christ and seeing the authority of Christ, we do this together. And one practical thing that we're um, just starting uh, today and, and speaking to is that we've got a prayer box available now down the back by the door there under that poster. And I want to invite you to write your prayer needs down on them. You could be suffering and need a breakthrough and we want to stand with you in whatever frustrations are around your life and we want to declare God's power and authority. We want to stand with you in prayer. But then also we want to have a little bit of fun with this because we know that God is a creative God and He has got big plans. And if you've got dreams about your future or you want more courage or whatever it is, you can write that down as well because we want to believe in your dreams and believe that God is going to bring you a breakthrough no matter what your standards or what your situation is, we want to partner with you. So you don't just don't have to just use that prayer box when you're in crisis. <laughs> um, if we could just have the band up, that'd be awesome. This morning, we're just going to take uh, communion to finish uh, the service. And during communion, I want you to just reflect and remember that when you came into his kingdom, you left the orphan status behind. You left the isolation behind. When you came into his kingdom, you came under his authority. You came under his heartbeat, his love, his grace, his power. And if you've been striving away, trying to Stir up enough faith for your breakthrough. Stir up, pray a bit more. Do, just like really, uh, uh, and you just, ah. <laughs> I just want you to lay that down today. Because the Bible says that, that He's the door, that Jesus is the gate, and you can just come in. And I just want to invite you to come in today and take your healing, take the authority that He is and that you have through Him. Let me just pray for you. Lord, I just thank you for everyone here today. I just thank you for your incredible grace over our lives, your amazing grace. 
that you have given us authority, Lord, to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Lord, I just pray for those who have been striving and struggling and want and, and, and that need a breakthrough today, God. We just stand with these people and we say, let it be in Jesus' name. We just reach into heaven's realm today. And we thank you, Jesus, that you've made a way for us.